It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Beware the Ides of March. I uh, just saw on Newsmax, it looks like President Zelensky of Ukraine is going to uh, address both houses of Congress on Wednesday. On Wednesday, he's going to do that. And he uh, delivered uh, an amazing address to the House of Commons in England over the weekend. And, um, you know, he's a, he's a pretty amazing guy because you'll know that when Joe Biden surreptitiously and... Uh, and ceremoniously withdrew all of our forces from Afghanistan. The president of Afghanistan escaped from Afghanistan with hundreds of millions of American dollars, a helicopter, cars, the whole deal. And Zelensky's staying there. And I have a very, very bad feeling it's going to end very badly for him. But you know what? He has balls. He does. Uh, here's a guy who's, uh, uh, you know, he was a comedian, I guess. Uh, he was a comedian and a voiceover artist and all this and decided he wanted to make a difference, maybe helped uncorrupt the uh, country of Ukraine, and now he's, uh, you know, the president and he's staying there. And uh, it's pretty uh, pretty amazing that he's doing that. And, you know, as I see the, the United States, and we're all under assault. You're under assault with your bank account. You're under your assault in your business. You've been under assault for a couple of years, and particularly under assault for the last year. And it doesn't make me want to kowtow or give in. It makes me want to fight like hell. It really does. And, and when I go to the store yesterday and I, and I see people just looking at the prices, and I'm standing by a guy, and he's standing above the filet mignon, which used to be, uh, $10 a pound. It's now $24 a pound. And he said to me, well, it looks like the price has gone down a little bit. I said, are you kidding? I said, I used to be able to go to this store and get it for $7 a pound on sale, you know. And, and he was like, what? And and again, he's, he's shaking his head. It's like steaks off the menu. And, you know, do we need steak? No. Do leftists, have they always wanted us not to eat steak? Oh, hell yeah. That, you know, cows and, and steak and living too high on the hog has always been something that the left hated about America. And when you see that our standard of living is, is suffering and, and prices are going up and the price of gas is going higher, there are people on the left, socialists, who love it. They love it. Because Democrats in Washington, D.C. and many Republican swamp dwellers love an oligarchy. They love what's happened in the United States. People in Washington, D.C., they want you to drive a crappy, stupid electric car you can't afford. They ride around in motorcades, big old Chevy Suburbans, get about $10 a gallon if they're lucky. They want you to live in a little tiny house while they have multiple mansions. Bernie Sanders, he is a socialist. He owns at least three rents, one. Houses. Joe Biden supposedly only made $170,000 for years as a senator. He's got three houses worth incest. In, in, that sounded weird. In excess of $10 million. Barack Obama has a couple hundred million dollars in the bank. He's never built anything. He has never created anything. And he's never brought anything to market except for a couple of books written by somebody else. And then you and I go to the grocery store and we go, well, son of a gun, pork chops are too expensive now. A majority of voters, 54%, including 56% of independents, uh, explicitly say they want Biden and Democrats to move closer to the center and embrace more moderate policies versus embracing more liberal policies. 61% also agree that Biden and Democrats are out of touch with hardworking Americans. Well, no, something, Sherlock. They've been so focused on catering to the far left wing of the party that they're ignoring Americans' day-to-day -day concerns. They're more concerned about your three-year-old learning about gender identity and whether or not, you know, they should use their genitals for anything other than peeing as a, you know, a, a six-year-old. 
Hey, here's Joe Biden. He says that the reason why uh, you don't recognize the great things as he's doing with his uh, recovery act and everything is because you're a so stupid. Never forget what we've accomplished together so far. And by the way, the American people just trying to stay above water don't understand this. You tell them what the American Recovery Act was, they look at you like, what are you talking about? Did you hear what he just said about you? Did, have you ever lived in a mobile home, by the way? I have. Yeah, did you hear what he just told people? Listen to that. Stay above water, don't understand Hold this. on, here we go. Hey, the American people just trying to stay above water don't understand this. You tell them what the American Recovery Act was, they look at you like, what are you talking about? So the, the people in the country who could barely above water don't understand. So not only is he he's hitting, he's hitting you while you're down. I mean, do you not see how wonderful things are as you go to the store and you go, holy crap, I guess I'll just buy one loaf of bread this week, or holy crap, I can't afford this or that or this or that, or my God in heaven, it's twice as much to fill my... You just don't understand. You just don't understand. And it's all Vladimir Putin's fault if you do understand. I want to get you some more Joe Biden audio. Uh, Atlantic Broadband and Breeze Line, if you are a customer of either of those in Maryland... I would ask you, if you wouldn't mind, to uh, get in touch with them. They just dropped Newsmax, my uh, network, from their cable lineup, and they did this as a political thing. And and I gotta I gotta tell you, here's the deal: I don't mind if you don't watch my show. It's your choice. But if your cable provider says that I'm going to decide what you watch, then I've got a problem with it. All right. Atlantic Breeze Lines, head of programming, is a Joe Biden donor and an Act Blue member, by the way. Thought you should know. Now, Newsmax, I'm not saying this is an end-all, but it is a metaphor for all of the assaults on your free thinking and your access to information. They are keeping 11 left-wing news channels, most of which have a lower membership than Newsmax. Okay? So here's what I, I would like you to do. If you have... Uh, Breeze Line, just go to dropbreezeline.com, dropbreezeline.com, share the uh, page on social media with friends. That would be uh, that would be great if you'd do that, because I'm just done with being told how to think, having to, listen, I find out the truth, okay? I find out the truth about the 2020 election. I found out the truth about, uh, about Russia collusion. I found out the truth about the origins of the Wuhan death uh, all of these things, but it's a very circuitous way to get there because all of the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party is doing its level best to shut down the information, and so is Atlantic Breeze Line. So if you do that, that would be that would be great. If you just take some time, if you're a uh, you have them as a subscription, just uh, go online and share it on social media and say, "Hey, get uh, news backs back, or I'm done." DropBreezeLine.com is the uh, is the name of that. So here is uh, Joe Biden. He's blaming he is blaming uh, Vladimir Putin for everything. And I told you this a week ago, a week ago before Joe Biden finally, after everybody told him to stop importing oil from Russia, uh, I told you a week ago he would immediately pivot to blaming all of the things that have happened a year before Vladimir Putin went into Ukraine. He would blame it all on Vladimir Putin. Here is the president this weekend. The second big reason for inflation is Vladimir Putin. From the moment he put his over 150,000 troops on the Ukrainian border, the price of gasoline in January went up 75 cents. Now, he's confusing because uh, when he went into Ukraine, the gas, the price of gas has gone up an average 75 cents. The price of gas nationally went up from Joe Biden's inauguration, about a buck and a quarter before Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine.
And Joe Biden and Jen Psaki have the uh, audacity to say that, oh, yeah, Vladimir Putin started to put uh, troops on the border of Ukraine in March. And that's when the prices started going up. So it's not us. And Putin began amassing troops along the border. And guess what? The world took notice. And those of you who work in the business know that the market anticipated. Prices went up more. There are words that I uh, cannot say because of FCC rules about this man, but I think you can imagine. And then Putin invaded. Make no mistake, inflation is largely the fault of Putin. I love, you know, the Republic saying it's Biden's gas pipeline. By Biden said he's going to stop the Keystone Pipeline, and I did. And that's the reason prices went up. Folks, let's get something straight here. The Keystone Pipeline was two years away and had been 2% finished. Give me a break. The rescue plan contributed to 0.3% of inflation. And you, sir, are a liar. 0.3% inflation. They're the facts. No, they aren't the facts. They're the, they're the facts according to you, by the way. Here's, uh, are you ready for some hot sake this morning? Yeah, Jen Psaki, White House spokes ginger. Here she is blaming Putin. I would say that since President Putin uh, began his military buildup on Ukrainian borders, the price of gas at the pump in America has gone up 75 cents, which is significant, of course. There she is. Now, that's the same talking point that President Doofy just had, and it's a lie. There's widespread consensus that the sharp run-up of, of energy prices since January was called by caused by the building of Putin's troops at Ukraine's border. No, no, it was caused by Biden's presidency. The reality, as we know, is that Russia is the world's... And the, the reason, by the way, that uh, Vladimir Putin started putting troops on the border was because of the Biden presidency. Third largest oil producer and energy supply disruptions and market volatility are a result of his aggression. Don't you know, take my word for that. There have been a number of assessments. Back in January, uh, Federal Chair, uh, Fed Chair Powell warned that there was a risk to our economy based on, quote, what's going on in Eastern Europe. Yeah, which, by the way, nobody said anything about. Nobody said a damned thing about it. While gas prices were going through the ceiling and Jen Psaki was uh, defending the administration, not one single time before Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine did she say, oh, yeah, this is Vladimir Putin. Oh, yeah, this is this is Vladimir Putin doing all this. This is uh, Larry Summers. He's a uh, Obama economist talking about inflation and whose fault it is. This is a grave problem. The president was wrong to blame uh, this month's number on Ukraine. Everybody had been expecting from the time before Putin uh, launched the invasion that inflation was going to accelerate uh, from uh, January to February. This is a consequence fundamentally of an overheated uh, economy. Printing money, kids. And we are not going to have a full solution until we do something about uh, that overheated uh, economy. And you know what the Fed will do. They'll just raise interest rates because that's the only thing they know how to do. And you'll suffer even more if you try to buy a house. Here's Jonathan Carl from ABC uh, dismissing uh, Vladimir Putin, the Vladimir Putin excuse being used by Jen Psaki and, uh, and Joe Biden. Although if you look at the numbers, uh, inflation really started to rise almost exactly when, when, when Biden came in the White House. Now, now yeah, obviously... Well, that, that argues my point, uh, doesn't it? But, 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 but look, at the, look at this chart on gas prices uh, just since February. If, if you look at the... I mean, it's, it is a... 
it is a shocking increase that, do, you know, doesn't yeah, correspond. Let's go in here at the beginning of that again. Although, if you look at the numbers, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. inflation really started to rise almost exactly when, when, when Biden came in the White House. Now, now yeah, obviously... Well, that, that, well, I'm not hearing any uh, mention of uh, Vladimir Putin's troops being... And by the way, since uh, on February of this year, Vladimir Putin had been on the border of Ukraine uh, since last March. So almost a year. Uh, here is the reason why energy prices went through the ceiling. This is Joe Biden in, uh, in 2021. Look, this executive order I'm signing today also makes it official. Now, this is uh, his uh, Keystone XL pipeline uh, executive order. The climate change will be at the center of our national security and foreign policy. As Secretary Kerry, as our special presidential envoy for climate, with him, the world knows how serious I am about one of America's, by appointing one of America's most distinguished statesmen and one of my closest friends speaking for America one of the most pressing threats of our time. Yeah, nonsense, absolute nonsense. Here is uh, Joe Biden uh, when he was debating Bernie Sanders. And, and in case you wanted to know why gas prices are through the ceiling, it's because of this, kid. Yeah, I just want to give him a chance to respond. Okay. And then we can come back Let's stay on. We're, we're staying on this issue. Number one, no more subsidies for fossil fuel industry. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. Ends. Number one. Well, that's kind of interesting. And, and here he is uh, debating Donald Trump about uh, weaning us off of oil. How did we do that, by the way? Would you close down the oil? By the way, I have a transition from the oil industry, yes. Oh, I will that's transition. It is a big statement That's a because big statement. I would stop. Why? Usually you have to have something to transition to before you start the transition. Why would you do that? Because the oil industry pollutes significantly. Oh, I see. And here's the deal. But That's a big statement. That. Well, if you let me finish the statement, because it has to be replaced by renewable energy over time. Okay. Now, here is uh, Janet Yellen. She is, of course, the Treasury Secretary. And uh, she says, and if you think things are bad right now, uh, you ain't seen nothing yet. I don't want to make a prediction uh, exactly as to what's going to happen in the second half of the year. You know, we're likely to see another year in which 12-month inflation numbers remain very uncomfortably high. Okay, it's uncomfortably high. That's uncomfortably high. It's like uncomfortably, no, it's comfortably numb by Pink Floyd. You might be better off just being comfortably numb, by the way. See, it's uncomfortably high to her. To you, it's... Holy crap, are we going to lose our house? Yeah. Let's hear some uh, hot Trumpy goodness, shall we? Donald Trump was out uh, in uh, South Carolina this weekend, had another epic rally there. Uh, here he is talking about Joe Biden uh, begging for oil versus what he did, was, which was made us energy independent. Just think of it, though. Joe Biden is the president of the most energy-rich country on the planet. You are right about that, by the way, sir. I must say. Yet because of his party's climate hysteria, what they believe on the climate, Biden locked down American oil and natural gas production. And now Biden is crawling around the globe on his knees, begging and pleading for mercy from Saudi Arabia, Iran, and Venezuela. You know what? They don't understand. So we all want clean air. We all want all of the things that they talk about. No, 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 no. We we conservatives, we want dirty water and dirty air. We just love a nice, cloudy, cloudy uh, you know, glass of tap water that's loaded with lead. The Green New Deal. The woman that thought of the Green New Deal didn't even go to... A college to study it. 
She made it up. By the way, it was 12 years. We're down to seven. Seven years, the world is going to be destroyed because the oceans are going to rise one one hundredth of an inch within the next 300 years. <laughs> it's fantastic. And, uh, and of course, Barack Obama built uh, two uh, mansions, uh, Oceanside Properties, worth $30 million. Here is uh, President Trump with a little bit more of uh, giving the media and Joe Biden what fur. could take the five worst presidents in American history and put them together, and they would not have done the damage Joe Biden has done in just 13 months. It's all Putin's fault. We have a president representing our country at the most important time in history who is physically and mentally challenged. You may think that's a joke, but it's really not. It's, it's actually, if you really think about it, it's quite terrifying. The Russian invasion of Ukraine is a terrible atrocity that should never have been allowed to happen. It would have never happened. By the way, uh, coming up, Trevor Noah who has a show on uh, Comedy Central. It used to be called The Daily Show, and it used to be kind of funny. He even believes that Ukraine and Russia wouldn't be happening if Donald Trump was the president. Let's go to uh, Johnny in Baltimore, Maryland. He'd like to talk today. Hello there, Johnny. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind? Carson, thank you for taking my call. It's a great pleasure to talk with you. You too, bro. Show of hands. Show of hands. How many people want to take Joe out back behind the gym? You know, I'm I'm so sick of this man. My heart breaks every day. I try not to listen to the news, but I feel like it's a, it's a responsibility. My comment is, you know, you go back and you watch some of this Joe Biden stuff. I cannot believe and refuse to believe that this man, that, that um, the America elected this man. It, it, he is a joke. He is a plant. He is a toy. And there's somebody running this country. Oh, yes. Be Barack. Um, yes. You know. And we are being played, man. And for evil to happen, what is the adage? It's for good men to do nothing. Yeah. So if anybody, if there are any good men out there, don't keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Don't say, I can't say that anymore. I can't say that anymore. You better damn well say it. It's a free country. As long as we keep it free, let's, if we're good men, let's not talk it. Let's walk it. Let's do something. We got to talk to our family, got to talk to our friends and, and with love compassion and patience and we got to try to get more people to understand what is going on real quick talking to my girl the other day she doesn't yes. even know she never even heard the term woke i said holy moly let me just clue you in a little bit <laughs> and, and you know there's so much ignorance going out there yeah. and what's that everybody's paying the price literally and figuratively yeah. rob you got some big shoes to fill man you're doing a great job have a great rest of the day Ciao. thank you my brother thank you my brother appreciate the uh the phone call Hey, guys, it's Carson. While we have every indication President Trump is planning to run in 2024, has yet to formally announce his intentions, but as you're probably aware, he's been actively holding Save America rallies with one just this weekend in Florence, South Carolina, and one this coming weekend in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. As we wait to see what's next for President Trump, Mike Huckabee is on a mission to teach our kids about Trump's achievements during the first term and his vision to save America. Governor Huckabee's team has put together the Kids Guide to President Trump, and he wants you to have it for free as part of a great free gift bundle. To get your free Kids Guide to President Trump gift bundle, I want you to go to trumpkidsguide.com. That's trumpkidsguide.com. But please don't wait. These free gift bundles have been going quickly. Grab one for your family before it's too late at trumpkidsguide.com. 
the truckers have been very polite. They'll be, now they're this circle, the beltway. They'll do one lap around the beltway in Washington, D.C., one little lap around the beltway, two lanes of traffic, you know, kind of just being noticed a little bit. I think it's time for D.C. to live without. I think it's about time to, you know, you let emergency uh, vehicles go by, and, and I think it's about time we made Washington, D.C. do without. I think it's about time that truck drivers stop bringing goods to Washington, D.C., how about that for about a week? How about trucking companies say no deliveries to Washington, D.C. for a week, especially right around the Capitol? How about that? Let's see how that goes. Washington, D.C., the swamp dwellers need to live without. I think they need to be inconvenienced. I would love to see Nancy Pelosi uh, not be able to fill her freezer with $12 a pint ice cream. I know that's not going to happen. But they've got to hear what how this is impacting us. And the, and the positive thing is, and Johnny just called, the positive is, thing is people see through it. Even people on the left are beginning to see through it. Trevor Noah is a, a very left of center uh, comedian, I guess. He has about 20 writers. And here he is talking about uh, Joe Biden as a leader versus Donald Trump. There is no denying that Saudi Arabia isn't playing ball with Joe Biden. And you know what? You can say what you want, but this would have never happened to Donald Trump. Never. No one was ever ignoring Donald Trump's calls. Yeah, because if you ignored Donald Trump's calls, you didn't know how he would respond. Yep. Maybe he'd send an angry tweet, or maybe he'd just, like, ban your country from everything. You don't know. That's why I bet in these situations, Biden actually wishes that he could hire Trump to step in as President <laughs> Wildcard. You know, just keep everyone on their toes. Yes. Because if Trump was calling, you best believe the UAE, they'll be racing to pick up the phone. Oh, Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, we're here. We're here. Hello? Too late, Ahmed. You made me wait two rings. We're bombing the UAE and the UFC, just in case. Very nice. Very nice. You know what? A crazy world needs a little crazy. Although Donald Trump is not crazy. He's not crazy. Some people have said, oh, he's crazy. He's nuts. He can do anything. Oh, no, 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 no. He, he knew how to play. He knew how to play. Crazy like a fox, as they like to say. Uh, crazy like a, a fox. Meanwhile, we have a, uh, a vice president of the United States who is, and I mentioned this last week, uh, she is the doppelganger of Joey from Friends, by the way. She is the doppelganger of Joey from Friends. Joey from Tr Friends, this uh, lovable doofus who, you know, pretty stupid and everything. But uh, here, here she is. I did a little montage of uh, Kamala Harris, some of the stupid things she says, and Joey from the TV show Friends. And so through all of that and in the spirit of those relationships and our shared commitments, our shared commitment to the importance of international norms and rules. And the commitment. And we talked specifically about what we care deeply about in terms of our commitment, the United States commitment. commitment. It is a love based on giving and receiving, as well as having and sharing. And the love that they give and have is shared and received. <laughs> and through this having and giving yes. and sharing commitment. and receiving, yes. we too can share. Now listen, he pauses and slows down the meter of his speech, just like Kamala Harris does. And love, and have, and receive. We must together, work together, to see where we are, where we are headed, where we are going, and our vision for where we should be. But also see it as a moment, yes, to together address the challenges, 
and to work on the opportunities that are presented by this moment. Together. Yes, <laughs> together. Former congressman from uh, Georgia, uh, ranking member of the U.S. Uh, House Judiciary Committee, podcaster, podcaster, the Doug Collins podcast, by the way, also joins us on the phone right now. Representative Collins, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Rob. Good to be with you, bud. Just remember, everything you do wrong today is uh, is Vladimir Putin's fault. I did that with my wife this weekend. She said, why didn't you clean out the garage? I says, you know, I'm too busy focusing on world events because of Vladimir Putin. That didn't fly very well, Doug. No, it doesn't. I mean, I've tried to, you know, explain that. Then my my, my uh, puppy this morning decided that she wanted to chew something. She looked at me, and then uh, and then there happened to be a newspaper file. She just walked over and put her hand on Putin's face. I said, "No, that ain't gonna work either." So uh, <laughs> everybody's going along with it now. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty remarkable when you uh, you look at the president of the United States. That and this is a it, it must be bordering on some sort of psychosis that everything is someone else's fault. Uh, I saw this come out with Afghanistan. We all knew that the withdrawal from Afghanistan was his fault, and he has never claimed any responsibility for that. And now, and I said this is going to happen a week ago today before the uh, the sanctions against Russian oil were in place. I said now he's got somebody to blame. I'd love to hear your thoughts on on Joe Biden and. Uh, Jen Psaki also saying that gas prices started to rise as soon as he went into office because uh, Vladimir Putin was putting troops on the border. Your thoughts? Yeah, look, Jen Psaki is just, at this point, she circles back to the wrong answer most every time. She's just basically, you know, giving the propaganda of the administration right now. Joe Biden is is really concerning at this point to where nothing, you know, is frankly the fault. But there also, it goes back to something that's even deeper. It goes back to something we saw in the campaign. When they wouldn't campaign, they stayed in the basement. And it goes to this fact that they believe, frankly, I believe, that they think the American people are idiots. And that they'll fall for anything. And if you just tell it to them enough, that they'll believe it. And so they're elitist to believe that people don't need, uh, you know, to know the truth or that they wouldn't understand the truth. So they just give them whatever line they want. That's the bigger concern I have about this administration is, is their seemingly disdain for the American people because they don't want to, to give them the answers that is the truth and then let them figure it out for themselves. I heard the president, and I, and I played a uh, soundbite from him earlier in the show, where he said American people just keeping their heads above water don't understand what we did for them, what, what we're doing for them. So not only did he call people ignorant, but he called people who are struggling just to pay the bills, just to stay in their dang house calling them ignorant of all the wonderful things that he has done for them. I thought that was the ultimate slap in the face, but not a surprise. And not really. And, and again, that's what, frankly, if you listen to what they, that, uh, he and the vice president told the Democrats this past week at their strategy session in Philadelphia was, it is exactly that. Look, yeah. people are too ignorant to understand what you've done. You just keep worrying about the blue checkmark crowd. You keep worrying about the New York Times. You keep worrying about the... You know, the folks on MSNBC and, and all the others who, who are no, they're the experts. They know what's going on. You just worry about them. And, you know, frankly, though, from a for conservative perspective, let's let them think that all the way to November, because I think in November it's going to, it's going to shock them how much the American people do understand. I think you're right, and provided there's no election chicanery, I would assume it'll be a great deal more difficult this time around with so many people motivated and mobilized to uh, prevent that from happening. Uh, what are you hearing from people now? Because, I mean, I was out, I went to uh, Sam's Club this weekend, and I literally had a guy outside the dairy case, because there's no 
milk. No milk in the damn store. And he goes, he said, welcome to Joe Biden's America. That's what he said to his wife. His, his wife gave him one of those, you know, wifey eye roll kind of things. And I looked yep. at him. I was like, you got it, bro. Tell me what you're hearing. <laughs> yeah, that's the same thing. They're looking at it and they're saying, can it really be this bad? You know, of course, being down here in Georgia and a lot of places you travel, there was you know a lot of concern about Biden to start with, but but there was a lot of folks who frankly you know bought into that line of oh can we just be a happier, safer place without mean tweets and and um, you know and it'd be okay. And the realization was they did not realize number one that number, that Joe Biden was not the Joe Biden who was vice president. I think that was the big thing. That the, yeah. I think frankly the campaign, the coronavirus, the staying in the basement all changed him a great deal. And then when he got there, he basically took the approach of, I have to pay off those who helped me get elected. And, you know, to, to you know, you talk about denial. They're denying that inflation was set on fire by the, the American Rescue Plan last year. And, you know, it's things like that. And then you get into the food and stuff. Now, it just goes to show that we're going to do it, that the Democrats are more concerned about getting policies established because once they know they're established, then even if they lose elections, they know those policies will be very hard to overturn. And that's a Democrat strategy that's been on there for a while. And I think right now they're practicing what Rahm Emanuel said, and I just I just finished writing an op-ed about this. It yeah. said, you know, never let a serious crisis go to waste. That's exactly what they're doing right now to try and blame it on Putin to get away with what they're doing. There are a lot of things that are happening now during Biden's administration that I think are, you know, I think we're being played, like, for instance, with regard to using um, Ukraine as a, uh, uh, you know, blaming our high, high uh, gas prices on it and whatnot. You uh, you live in, in Georgia. It's an agrarian, a lot of agrarian areas in Georgia. I'm hearing a lot of crops are going in the ground right now and fertilizer prices going 500 percent and higher. Uh, I predicted that. Uh, on top of the, the COVID thing, that the next crisis would be food. The next crisis would be empty store shelves. Do you feel yeah. like the policies, do you feel like that's starting to really hit home? It will. And it takes, and again, everybody, you know, we've become a, we've become a fast food world, I call it. You know, we want we think everything's microwave. Yes, you wait more than three or four minutes at a drive through, that's, in, you know, entirely a capital offense. Yeah. And the realization is economics takes its own pace. It, you know, the economic cycles take its own pace, especially when it comes to planting and growing and cycling. And so you're just going to see now what farmers are having to do to pay higher prices on for diesel, higher prices for fertilizer, higher prices for others. And they'll either make a choice, and some of them are making that choice right now, they're either making the choice to say we're going to plant a crop or not plant a crop. And so, yeah, yes, I think you're going to see that. And then you can take into account the normal, like just here in Georgia, this coal snap, um, you know, in the possibility it took out on strawberries, blueberries, peaches. I mean, the normal cycle. I mean, you're yeah. going to have trouble. So, yeah, this is this could be a, a long process that was that's been started over the past year or so through the Biden's, you know, basically irresponsibility on the economic issues. I um, I just think that things are. Uh, we're not going to run out of food, but people are are going to suffer even more. It's going to get a lot worse. We just heard Janet Yellen say that it's going to be very uncomfortable for the next year. Uh, let me ask you about uh, uh, Georgia politics. Stacey Abrams running for governor down there. I read a headline the other day uh, that she is kind of an albatross for the Democrat Party right now. Do you feel like her day in the sun has kind of passed as far as being an influencer within the, the Democrat Party and as far as stealing elections? Did I say that out loud? Uh, what, what do you think about Stacey Abrams? She's a look. I think she's still an influencer among the party uh, faithful, and and I okay. think that's where both Democrats and Republicans get in trouble. If you spend too much time only circling with people who think, look, and act like you, you got a problem. 
and you need to get out and, and, and visit some other people. She's still very influential among Democratic politics. But here in Georgia, here's something that I think gives me, uh, you know, I think there's a concern that she can't, you know, she could win down here in a, in a, in a cycle if Republicans stay home. Yeah. But I think the other issue is here, she caught lightning in a bottle, you know, three and a half years ago. Yeah. It is, it, for those of us who've run races, who've been on the ballot, who've done that, catching lightning in a bottle is, is a hard thing to do twice. And so I think that is the, the concern if I was a Democrat right now saying, can Stacey, you know, sort of catch everybody off guard and still generate the same excitement? Um, you know, that's still left to be seen. But she's still not really kicked in a campaign. She doesn't really have to yet. So we'll see what she does here in the next, you know, few months. But it's going to be, she's going to have to run this one in a different way than she ran the last one. Doug, I got to tell you, I um, I always enjoyed watching you on the news. I, I uh, you were one of the voices, uh, Trey Gowdy, another one. Uh, a lot of people that I really look forward to hearing from. Uh, I know you got a podcast now. What what's in your future, man? Where are you where are you going from here? Well, right now, it's doing exactly that. Doing what I'm doing here, doing media talking because one of the and doing my podcast on the Doug Collins podcast because what I saw was missing as I came out of the past few years is conservatives, we, we were too quick to jump on bumper sticker answers. We were too quick to, to not delve into issues and be able to, you know, as, as the old, from my old faith background, to say, to give an account from ourselves. And so what I'm trying to do is shape this conservative message, say conservative message says you don't move your principles, but you move the ball. And I think that's what conservatives need to be doing across the country. So my, I'm going to be speaking all across the country. I've been talking about this. And then, you know, will I ever get back in the right? I'm not going to definitely, I'm, not, I'm definitely not Sherman asking this. There's a probability I will. But we needed a cycle here in which I, I think we needed voices to say, okay, let's, let's center ourselves again. Let's get back to our, you know, our Reagan, Trump, our, you know, principles and, and say, how do we move the ball forward and do so in a conservative voice? Now that you are uh, not in Washington, D.C., the biggest thing that I hear from people is they're sick and tired of spineless Republicans. They are done with uh, people like Mitch McConnell. And uh, Mitch McConnell, I'm sorry, I was done with him a long time ago. I, I don't know which way to, what to think about Kevin McCarthy or Lindsey Graham. But now that you're on the outside looking in, when you see the reaction that people have to Mitch McConnell, what do you think the Republican Party needs to do? I think we need, and this is going to sound strange, so let your listeners take this in and hear every word. Even All if right. they need to listen to it later. Nancy Pelosi is an amazing politician in this sense, okay? She is willing to sacrifice position and power for policy. Hear me again. She's willing to sacrifice position and power for policy. She did it back in 2010 and got Obamacare, Dodd-Frank, uh, carbon, uh, you know, tax, everything else. Uh-huh. She then, but knowing she was going to lose the 10 election, knowing she was going to lose speakership, she did it anyway. Why? Because what's still in effect? Dodd-Frank, Obamacare. She waited eight years in the wilderness, so to speak, as a minority leader in the House. She gained the speakership back. She attacked Donald Trump, took down that election cycle, and now has been influential in putting together parts of a, a new green deal, an infrastructure package, and paying, pouring more money into our economy than we could have ever had under the guise of COVID. She's trying to get a few more things in because she realizes even in November, if they, she loses the speaker's gavel again, those policies will stay. What I don't see is an equivalent factor on the Republican side in leadership. And I was there as well. And now being able to step back and look at it, we have got to be willing to lose the positions and the power if we can get conservative principles in. If we can do that, then we'll make a difference in this country. All right, Doug, i got to run, man, but I appreciate you being on the show today. Uh, you, of course, are on uh, Twitter at Rep. Doug Collins, and you've got your podcast, the Doug Collins Podcast. Tell us about it real quick, where you can yeah, find Doug it. Collins. 
DougCollinsPodcast.com, or you can go to Doug Collins Podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Hey, man, uh, we'll have you on again sometime. Thanks for the time today, and have a great week, okay? Look forward to it, Rob. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.